How's it going, Peach Festival? Peach Festival. Weencast, a ween podcast with Shane and Rory. Hey, what's up? This is Shane. And this is Rory. And this is Weencast. What is up? We welcome you to a new episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. All right. So we are going to be talking about a current show that just happened as we're recording this. It was last weekend, which was June 30th, 2023, at the Peach Music Festival, Montage Mountain, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Taking it back, man. Bringing it back. You know, the last time I was at Montage, I was a kid and I went skiing with my mom on Montage Mountain. I thought you were going to say uh, you saw like Bob Dylan there or some shit. I'm no, like, oh my God, the, what's he going to say? No, I was, it was, uh, maybe I was 10 years old. So wow, we're talking cool. about like around 1990 or so. Wow. My family went skiing at Montage Mountain. No shit. How Hell many yeah, times bro. did you guys go skiing? That was like the one time in my life. <laughs> cool, man. Like, seriously. Well, I've never, I've never been. So you got oh, one nice. on me. Well, now we're, now we're even. Um, I was not able to make this show, uh, so Shane was representing Weencast at the Peach Music Festival. Yeah, man. So before we get into the to the uh, the Peach Fest, we want to do a couple of shout outs and a couple reminders. First of all, do not forget to enter our summer contest. The stunningly staggering and stupendous 2023 Weencast Summer Contest. So we want to hear about your favorite ween show that you attended and why okay drop us a message on spotify for podcasters or any hit us up on any of the socials hit us up on any of the socials or what we would prefer you do is record yourself telling your story and email it to us weencastpodcast at gmail.com dude you gotta email it to us like it's 2009 yo Come on. It's not that difficult to make an audio message. You say whatever you want as far as your favorite ween show and why. Get your friends involved. You don't have to be a big ween head. If you've got friends that have only been to one or two shows, if they've got a story to tell, get them involved. This is not just for bragging rights. There is an actual prize to be won. Yes. uh, West Brandywine Woodworks uh, does fantastic woodwork. Uh, They're a company right outside of Philadelphia. And uh, they've been providing the prize, and they create these beautiful uh, woodcrafts uh, with Boognish. And one year we had uh, coasters, and you put them together, and they formed a Boognish puzzle. Uh, another year there was a cutting board emblazoned with a Boognish. Yeah, really sick shit, man. I mean, just absolutely beautiful handmade wood products. Yeah, dude. And oh, I don't think I told you I was actually chatting with Travis of West Brandywine Woodworks last weekend and uh, discussing his plans. And I think what we're looking at for this year is there's actually, it's just going to be, um, think like a, um, a Boognish black and white picture and the Boognish is made out of wood. Okay. So it'll be like a wooden Boognish to hang on your wall. I'm sure it's going to be fucking sick, man. Yeah, dude, it's beautiful shit. He does beautiful work and he sells other stuff too. And he does other woodwork as well. So he's definitely worth checking out. The winner of this contest is going to win that prize. I'm jealous as hell because I don't have any of these. <laughs> yeah, dude, because we don't get them for ourselves. Yeah, this is this just goes to the winner. It's a one-of-a-kind item. Yeah, totally so. 
entered the contest. Hey, da -dee -da -dee -da -da. this is Wingcast. Hey there, Sprinkle Genies. <laughs> you know that it's time for the stunningly staggering and stupendous Wingcast summer contest? <laughs> Seriously, don't you like it's time you submitted an entry? About the best live Wing show that you've been to? And why? <laughs> Hello, Nolly. You're probably saying to yourself, why the hell would I want to submit an entry? Oh, well, listen, folks. The answer is very simple. <laughs> the winner gets a beautiful woodcraft prize from West Brandywine Woodworks. Oh, I'm getting moist. Submit an entry on Spotify or email us at wingcastpodcast at gmail.com or just hit us up on the socials. This is going to be the most swaggeringly ostentatious contest yet, so don't miss out. Entries are due by Labor Day. Happy summer, everyone! Is your cutting board dried out, ugly, and lacking luster? Do your tables have too many water rings to count and need a fix? Are your kitchen utensils old and damaged? Maybe you just want to add a little bit of natural wood beauty to your home. Whatever it is, you can count on West Brandywine Woodworks to provide for you. We make high-quality custom hardwood items for your home. From cutting boards to shelving, West Brandywine Woodworks has you covered. Find us on Facebook and Instagram. Mention Weencast when you order for 21% off. So give us a like and a follow, and don't forget to mention Weencast for 21% off your order. West Brandywine Woodworks. Custom simplicity for your home. Don't forget to check out our last episode. We talk about Claude's accident in the Josh Freeze era. And speaking of that, there is a whole bunch of new content on Patreon. We had some great conversations with Tomato of Sound of Urchin, as well as uh, Fred Moore, uh, Bill and Fred's Excellent Adventure. And yeah, man, there's all sorts of great stuff on Patreon right now. Check it out. Yeah, patreon.com forward slash Weencast Podcast. Yeah, don't, if you put in a backslash, it's not going to work. Don't do that. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's get down to the peach. Brass tacks, people. So basically, I live in Lancaster, southern Pennsylvania. You know, I saw this advertised a while ago that Ween was going to be one of the headliners of the Peach Festival. And I was kind of like, oh, that's cool. You know, I don't know. Because that's still kind of a far drive for me. It's even further for Rory, so I, I didn't even really try to get like a, a whole like trip together or anything like that. I was kind of like, well, you know, we'll see what happens. But after seeing all of the ween dates for uh, the rest of the summer and that they were going to be out west, I was like, well, you know, if I don't make it up to Scranton, could be my last time to see him for the whole year. So I was like, I have to at least try to make it. Hmm. No, dude, that's fantastic, dude. You know, I interestingly, I was in Pennsylvania while you were, I was up in Erie for a family trip. Uh, and I'm going to the Poconos in another week. Oh, awesome. But I couldn't swing the trifecta. The, I couldn't swing the PA trifecta and, and get up for the peach. Well, Erie is pretty, Erie is pretty far west. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, it's always a track for me to get up to Erie. Yeah, man. But that's a whole nother story. Sorry to de derail the convo. No, not at all. So I did sort of like, you know, ask a few other heads like, hey, you know, plans for Peach Fest, blah, 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 blah. And um, I was like, you know what? The hell with it. I'm just going to go solo. I had seen what the single day passes went for um, when they first went on sale. 
And, you know, like a typical lazy shit that I am, I didn't buy a single day pass. And I'm kind of glad that I didn't because I didn't realize... And I think this is the first year that the Peach Festival has done this. So basically, if you just bought a single-day general admission pass, that would only grant you access to the lawn for the headliner and the act before the headliner for each night. Mm -hmm. So basically, you know, Montage Mountain is laid out, you know, the, the actual, like, stage of Montage Mountain, the main stage is laid out a lot like, you know, the Tweeter Center or any of like the sheds where, you know, there's a covered section of seats and then there's a lawn behind it. Yeah, it's a pretty classic outdoor uh, sort of amphitheater venue type type setup, I guess. Right, right, right. And for Peach Festival, there's two other stages and, you know, a few other things going on that you can like walk around and see. But the, the main uh, stage or the Peach stage is covered with a lawn behind it and for everything else for the day i think you would have access to everything except like the vip which was like the very front of you know that peach stage i'm pretty sure all day long that was just exclusive for vip but for the headliner of each night that was just what they called general admission plus and higher so I didn't realize that until maybe like two or three days before Ween was going to play, which was Friday. Okay. So I kind of scrambled at the last minute of, okay, well, should I buy just a single day pass or should I try to get something general admission plus, you know, what should I do? The other thing was the prices for the single day passes had gone up. So basically they do like a window of, from this date until this date, the prices are this, and then they go up, okay? So it would have cost me probably about $100 just for a general admission single-day pass. I found someone on Facebook who had a wristband for the whole weekend for general admission plus for 150 bucks, also in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. So I was like hey, man, if I came out and picked that wristband up from you, would you just sell it to me cash? So that's what we did. So I went, found this guy. Uh, Shout out, if he's listening, his name's Clay. So shout out to Clay for the wristband. Uh, Bought this wristband for the whole weekend. And then ultimately what I did, and I don't know if this is frowned upon or whatever, but I used the Cash or Trade app, which is a big fish and... uh, and hippie uh, app for ticket trading and face value tickets, as they say, arranged to sell the wristband after Friday night for someone to use it for Saturday and Sunday. I don't know if that's supposed to be shady or what, but I had a buyer in like five minutes. So... Oh, abs, dude, you know? (laughs) So I got the General Admission Plus, which gave me access to... Under the pavilion, okay, for the whole thing of Ween and the band before Ween, which was Umphreys McGee, 75 bucks. That's all? That's pretty good, dude. That's that's what I spent for myself. So I kind of broke it down of like, and I could have gone Thursday too. I just didn't go. But that, yeah. that would have given me Thursday and Friday for 75 And then I sold the wristband after Friday night for 75 bucks. 
Dude, I, you know, I don't think that's bad. I was trying to remember what Atlantic City was. Wasn't that like a hundred bucks a ticket or something? Oh, I mean, I know. I'm pretty sure with fees Just and everything me. else. When, right. When we went to Silver Spring, Maryland, I'm pretty sure that was almost a hundred. You know what I mean? Because I'm pretty sure, you know, my brother and I went and I bought the tickets for the two of us. And I, I, I remember telling him like, yeah, basically it was like a hundred bucks, you know, um, or close enough, close to it, round mm-hmm. up to a hundred, you know yeah. what I mean? So I, I couldn't complain about that, uh, about that, you know, price wise. Nah, dude, I think that's great. The only thing was I was a little nervous because, you know, you're supposed to like tighten your wristband on. There's a little like plastic uh, thing that you're supposed to like tighten it. I'm like, well, you know, would it be a problem if I just like left it loose going in or is somebody going to grab that and like tighten it to my wrist that it's so tight I won't be able to get it back off? <laughs> Some dude's just going to grab you. <laughs> hey! Yeah, you know what I mean? Tighten just your the... wrist, man. Yeah, dude, there was none of that. And, you know, just I wanted to talk about this for a second or two anyway. There was a couple people you know, I'm surfing around on, on Facebook and I'm reading people's uh, reviews because I signed up for a couple of like the Peach Festival groups and stuff like that. And some of the people were complaining about like security is ridiculous and there's people with dogs and like, you know, this and that and blah, blah, blah. I didn't have any of that. I just want to say I thought everyone was cool. The guys going into the main gate, it seemed like you could have had anything in your hands or whatever. As long as you had everything out of your pockets... It seemed like those guys didn't give a shit. I held up my arm that had my wristband on. It was all floppy and loose, and they just went, <laughs> boop, scanned it, and I was in. I'm like, well, that was easy. And then after that, I basically just put it in my pocket, Yeah. and that was that. Now, they did ask, once it got to be to where Umphreys McGee was starting, so that's the band that comes on before the headliner, there was a guy that came around and asked, hey, do you have your wristband? And I just took it out of my pocket and showed it to him. And that was it. So, Dude, you're such a rebel. <laughs> Non-transferable, man. Be careful. You know, this reminds me of uh, that scene from Pee Wee, you know? It's like pulling off the tag on the mattress. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, the you know those tags they put on mattresses? Well, I cut one of them off. Yeah. The law. <laughs> the law. That, that, you know, that's funny. Nah, dude, I mean, technically, it's probably not legal or whatever, but who cares? No, I mean... You know, ultimately, like, you know, no one got rich on the tickets, and the ticket was to let someone go every night, and, you know, you were able to spread around the love so that people could. Yeah, absolutely, and that all worked out. It's one of those things where you get nervous about it, but... In other words, you might say the cash trade app is peachy keen. You just had to go there, didn't you? I was holding on to that for a few minutes, <laughs> waiting for the moment to pounce. So I got there. I parked my car at the baseball stadium, which is at like the bottom of the hill. And that's where you're supposed to park for like uh, just if you're there for the day. Um, and then they just take you up by bus to go to like the very top of the mountain. And that's sort of like the main entrance. And then there's kind of like the lower entrance, uh, which is down the hill a little bit and that's closer to that main peach stage so it's kind of like the main stage is sort of at like more of the bottom of the hill and then as you work your way up there's sort of the newer section which has like that water park area and that's where the mushroom stage was which is a pretty big stage in and of itself actually i did walk around a little bit when i first got there fred was supposed to be well fred was working there 
So shout out to Fred. Fred was working there for the whole weekend at the Mushroom Stage. I didn't get to see him because he wasn't there at the the, the time that uh, that I went past. But he did tell me and and a few of the other people like I won't be able to come down anyway. I probably just you know wave to you from the the booth or whatever. That's about the best I could do. So I wasn't too uh, uh, worried about that. And shout out to Johnny Williams because I was supposed to meet up with him, but he was back in the camping area. And since I was just general admission plus without the camping. They wouldn't let me into the camping area. So I just sent him a message and just said, hey man, sorry, I won't be able to come see you back there. They won't let me in. So <laughs> that was the only thing. So that's one area I wasn't able to get to. But basically, I just kind of made like one lap as I as I got in there, saw sort of like everything for a few minutes, and then worked my way down to where the main stage was, walked around there a little bit, to the other side, saw some of like the the vending that was going on, a lot of Grateful Dead merchandise, a lot of people selling um, pins, shirts, patches, stickers, the typical like Deadhead uh, paraphernalia and whatnot. Not too much Ween stuff, unfortunately. So that was kind of a bummer. The Peach Festival merchandise did have, I think it was two Ween shirts. One that was specific to this year. And that had some of the the dates, the upcoming dates on it. And then one, I think, was just a generic, uh, like, ween shirt. I did get an actual Peach Fest um, pin. Nice. So that was, that's pretty cool. That was 15 bucks. And that's something that's small. And then I can, I'm going to figure out a way to put those on my fridge. So I'm going to turn them into, like, magnets anyway. That's cool. But anyway, so uh, I walked around a little bit. And then basically what I did is I just kind of camped out. I found a really good spot under the pavilion, back far enough, just far enough that I'd be, my view would be over top of everyone's heads. So the back section of seats was right behind where the sound and equipment was going on for the main stage. And then there was a walkway. So basically I went back just enough rows that I could either sit or stand and have, and have my view right over top of those people's heads. Nice. Strategic. That was kind of my, yeah, that was, that was kind of my, my goal was to find a good spot and just kind of plant myself there. Just kind of have yourself a little picnic. <laughs> just like figure out a good spot. Cause I didn't know how full it was going to get for, um, for Humphreys, McGee and Ween. So I got to see three bands ultimately the, the entire set. So I got to see them too. And I also got to see the band that went on before Humphreys, McGee, which is just called ripe, like a ripe peach. Hello, people. There's a lot of peach shit going on. Yeah, right. You know, too many fruit references, you know? So they were really cool. And huge fucking shout out to Umphreys McGee because those guys are fucking awesome, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, I listened to them a little bit back in like the early 2000s on like a few like uh, just like bootleg CDs and stuff that I had back then. I, I couldn't tell you like any of their song titles or anything like that, but they fucking destroyed the place, man. So I danced like a dumb hippie the entire set of Umphreys McGee. Those guys were fucking awesome. So that was great. And I was texting back and forth with Rory at the time. And I'm like, hey, man, like sacrilege, I know. But Ween's got some pretty big shoes to fill because Umphreys McGee just fucking slayed this fucking place. (laughs) The gauntlet was laid down. You know, I have to admit, those guys were fucking awesome. They have a little bit more of like a metal kind of like sound to them as far mm-hmm. as like a jam band goes. 
But, I mean, if you want a hippie jam band, right there you go. Because I think maybe, like, two of their songs had any vocals in them at all. The rest of it was just jam. Wow, (laughs) that's cool. Awesome. It was fucking great. They really put an oomph in it. I knew that was coming. So... So I got to meet some cool people before the ween set started. There was actually two different groups of people that I met. There was guys that were right next to me, and we got to be sort of friends throughout the night. They they were from fucking Canada. Hey. There were people uh, that were right in front of me that were from, like, north of Pittsburgh. I met some other people that were from Canada. Um, I met a younger couple from, from Canada. I met uh, some people from Connecticut. Like... People from basically like all over the country, the Northeast especially, and it sort of dawns on me that like that is pretty far north. Like that's more of like a New York thing than it is even like Pennsylvania. Because mm-hmm. you're talking, you're as far north of PA as you can get. For Scranton, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, it's definitely not like Philly area anymore. I mean, you know, it's no. totally like Northeast PA. I mean, it's pretty far away from, yeah, it's, it's tucked away in that corner. Right. So, yeah, you're no longer just in, like, the Philadelphia area, like, heads. Like, this is, you know, this is north, you know? So, but people from all over, you know, people from all over. And everybody was fucking cool. You know, I didn't didn't hear any fucking bullshit through the whole, you know, set of Ripe or Umphreys McGee. Everyone was fucking cool. So, should we get to the Ween set list? Yeah, dude. Let's talk about Ween. Yeah. I'll read the set list. Please do. All right. Start with Buckingham Green, Spinal Meningitis Got Me Down, Light Me Up, Polka Dot Tail, I Was Nothing, The Mollusk, Waving My Dick in the Wind, Take Me Away, Falling Out, Gabrielle, Roses Are Free, Frank, Piss Up a Rope, You Were the Fool, The Final Alarm, Exactly Where I'm At, Mutilated Lips, Pork Roll Egg and Cheese, With My Own Bare Hands, The Golden Eel, The Stallion Part 3, Touch My Tutor, Stroker Ace, The Argus, and Your Party. Dude, I'm jealous of of, uh, of a bit of this, but man, have The Argus and Your Party be the end, uh, that's a sweet little one-two punch. Yeah, I know one of your favorites is The Argus. Both of those songs are really, are really cool. <laughs> in my, in my, for me. Yeah, dude. So that's cool. But we should start near the, start at the top of the set list at, at any rate. Yeah, man. Yeah, dude, and the show comes in right around two hours or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's a it's a festival, so it's a little short. Right. You know, that's always to be expected. 25 songs, about two hours or so. It's still a good number of songs for, for two hours. I would say the first highlight is Light Me Up. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm glad to see that sort of, like, come back a little bit because, you know, I think there was a long time that that was, that was kind of, like, lost you know what I mean? I didn't really, I didn't really see that for a long time there. So I'm glad they're bringing that back a little bit. Yeah, totally. I was gonna just comment that, you know, Buckingham Green as an opener doesn't get any more kind of common than that. Yeah. So I mean, Buckingham Green's a great song and all, but it's a little bit kind of like that's that's what you're opening with. As far as you know, it's not really that notable. It would be nice to see a just something oddball just to just to break right into it. Yeah. No, dude, Light Me Up is great. Polka Dot Tail is pretty awesome. Uh, and that's only 63 times total. Light Me Up was 75. But Polka Dot Tail was, um, you know, because I got a chance to listen to this as well on YouTube. Shout out to the Stallion Mang. Polka Dot Tail had some, definitely some good jamming. That was definitely a highlight for me. 
Oh my god. I mean, first of all, yeah, that's fairly uncommon and I mean, he just immediately starts like shredding it as soon as it goes to like the solo section of Polka Dot Tail like the beginning you know, Diener was just bending down, like, immediately. It's like, oh, shit, he's already bending down. You know, this is only the fourth song, and he's <laughs> already... <laughs> so, That's funny. So he just, he just fucking shreds it. Polka Dot Tail is already like a weird song. It's got a weird jam in it. And what I appreciate about this show, or at least this Polka Dot Tail, is that it feels a little bit different. It feels like Diener's doing something a little Mm -hmm. bit different with the song. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Even though, I mean, still weird, still weird, but it it definitely felt a little different, which is cool. Yeah, I think they definitely like stretched that out a little bit. And got a little funky with it. Yeah, totally. But yeah, he just he's just shredding on that guitar right right off the bat on on this one. Totally. I was nothing. We've seen that come up and and. Uh... <laughs> yeah, dude. You know that song used to be twenty five times, right? Like it's definitely pretty rare. Except the last couple years are most of those, I think. They brought it back. Like, didn't we see the first time they brought it back? It was in Philly, or that was right around when they brought it back a couple years ago. Yeah. And it's been pretty... It's been on the replay (laughs) the last couple years. It's been played pretty much at every show since, yeah. Yeah. But I have to say that at least from the time that I heard... I remember it from the Philly Met, like, two years ago. This featured Aaron, actually jamming and bending some notes as well which is really mm-hmm. cool yeah man i think anytime aaron is is uh noodling on the guitar i think it's great yeah totally bro so that was cool because otherwise the song to me is a little bit like i don't want to say boring but it's kind of like i know what i'm gonna get but then they sort of did a solo where uh, mickey was jamming out and then he sort of passed it off to aaron well, this is a good example of one of those songs where, you know, I wouldn't exactly call it like a jam out song, but the whole point of it is just to like go crazy on guitar because the vocals are not really all that uh, cerebral. Oh, totally. It's just a couple like Mickey uh, verses and then it's just sort of like just yeah. having like a, <laughs> having like a, a gnarly, a, a, a sort of in your face jam, you know? Right, right, right. That's about it. Right. <laughs> you know, one that I wanted to quick throw in, take me away on this. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to mention that one because 
that's an, another one that they really did some great jamming on. And I felt like it's a standard that is like, you know, I almost like skip it sometimes when I, when it's like coming up on the show. Like if I'm like, you know, listening to it on YouTube or something, but they did the, the like, they really jammed it out this time. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah. I definitely felt that during the show, like, oh, this is getting really, this is getting really cool. Like this is getting really out there. I think they've been doing that a little bit more with take me away over the last like year or two, you know? Yeah. It's interesting. I haven't been to too many shows recently, unfortunately. So it was definitely new to me anyway. I think in Atlantic City they were they were yeah. getting uh you know yeah. but then then again in Atlantic City they did that whole intro where they introduced all of them and everything that was part of Take Me Away yeah that's cool so I guess that doesn't really count and who knows what the hell I'm remembering I just thought <laughs> I thought it seemed pretty cool Glenn was jamming and Diener has this kind of interest in the bridge it's like this gnarly riff I can't quite describe it but it's a little bit different and Claude's like banging on like some kind of thing like. interesting yeah it's as soon as the show was over i I definitely was throwing that on my list of of highlights absolutely after take me away falling out damn damn gina and aaron on the megaphone for falling out that's nice which i i love the megaphone love it love it love it I, i i wish they would do megaphone every night for multiple songs falling out it's been played only eight times, and um, it was just played a couple shows ago because I was just looking at Brown Bass, and right every show was just played in April. So there's they didn't bring out anything at this show that's from the vault, but um, yeah, that was played on the 29th of April, but only eight times total, man. Falling Out is an example of a song that I want them to bring back, like bring it back. Yeah, I'd say they're probably bringing it back. I mean, so this was played this night and then three times previous. So basically New New Orleans, Dallas, Las Vegas. And then previous to that, the last time was 2004. 
That's awesome. So half the times it's been played has been this year. So you're right. They are absolutely just bringing it back. Right. That's great. It's an awesome tune. Yeah, I, I, I'm curious to see how often that's going to be played for this, um, this summer tour. If it's going to be every night or, mm-hmm. you know, we'll have to keep an eye on that one. Yeah. Um, but that looks like that's coming back. So, great song. You know what I mean? Hey, White Pepper. You know what I mean? It's like, how can you go wrong? Yeah, dude. You know? I'm looking at Brown Bass falling out when it's been played. And let me tantalize you with the first time it was ever played. The song right before it was Beacon Light. And the song right after it was Homo Rainbow. (laughs) Beacon Light, Falling Out, Homo Rainbow. And that's at uh, John and Peter's New Hope. That's a nice combo right there. Back in 98. That's a nice trifecta. Yeah, dude, isn't it? <laughs> Ninety—that's ninety-eight for you, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say ninety-nine. No, ninety-eight. <laughs> that's cool. Anyway, you got a couple of other good, you know, maybe some standards, but but other good ones. Gabrielle, "Roses Are Free," which is always great. Um, Frank, which we we always love hearing. Frank. They use a lot of fog for Frank. Oh yeah. Very important. And and you know, I should have mentioned this before uh before we even started talking about the Ween set, but the lights and the production was was great. Yeah, dude. For you know, for the whole for everything for the whole night, but but especially for the Ween set. You know, definitely some killer lights and fog and shit. Top notch. Yeah, man. Put my Halloween display to to, to uh shame. <laughs> I do all right. I do all right with it, but yeah. But and and Frank is a good, you know, Frank's always a good jam. You yeah, know what dude. I mean? It, I don't think it's too too long, but um, you know, it, it just a very it's always a sick jam. It's another one that Aaron has been uh, also jamming on the guitar on, which is cool. Mhm. Mhm. And then after that, uh you got um Piss Up a Rope and then You Were the Fool. Uh, you Were the Fool is great. And that's another uh, rarity, 55 times. I love just the introduction to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as soon as you hear that, it's like, oh, yeah. There's a... Um, Diener's... First off, it's really jammed out. And it, Diener gives it like this Middle Eastern vibe. He's like playing it, and it's almost like this... I don't know, man. Definitely worth a re-listen. Like, it's a good, it's a cool guitar solo. Yeah. It's just like this weird Middle Eastern thing. Mm-hmm. I'll embarrass myself if I try to imp- impersonate it. 
And then you can't get any more, you can't get any more of a juxtaposition than you were the fool into the final alarm. It's awesome because it's also how final alarm starts too. You know? Yeah, yeah. And it sort of has that slow build. So you go from You Were the Fool, which is like this very chill, very cool tune. Which, as I recall, was at the Conduit, where they had amazing acoustic You Were the Fool. But um, the final alarm, is, I love how it just builds and builds and builds. Yeah, man. Yeah. And then, of course, Claude on the lyrics, on the vocals, excuse me. Final Alarm is just a great song that you can't help but get like sucked into and just by the time it gets to the end you're 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 you know you're you're screaming along you know what i mean screaming the final alarm it just brings you in it just sucks you in you know you just can't help Totally. You know, it's one of the few songs on this set list that's kind of like a jam song, you know? Like Final Alarm, I would characterize as like a jam song. I don't know exactly how long the song normally is, but the song, the musically, the way they're playing, it's kind of like a jam. Mm-hmm. Well, and I know we don't, you know, we haven't talked about this maybe in a little while as far as, you know, some of the recent shows, but it's one of the songs that doesn't appear on anything. You know, I, I guess that's kind of a, a thing of the past, but I, I always try to like, oh, okay, what album is this from? Oh, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And Final Alarm isn't from anything. Totally. Yeah, dude. It's just, but it, but it's always great. You know what I mean? It's always great and it rocks. It just rocks. Yeah, man. 126 times. So it's pretty uncommon. I love, always love Claude front and center. And then you got a couple more standards. And then uh, we want to mention uh, Golden Eel. Oh, yeah, dude. Dude, Dean are shreds on Golden Eel. It's not even funny. Yeah. It's not even, you can't even laugh about it. It's not funny. He is like killing it. There's a lot of mollusk played this night, mutilated lips, Golden Eel, obviously the mollusk itself, but they're all fucking great. They're all great renditions of them. Yeah. You know, yeah, and that's another thing I wasn't even thinking about, like the distribution on albums, but you're right, dude. The mollusk is. The Mollusk is re- uh, represented double the next closest album. Mollusk six times. The White Pepper was three. Chocolate and Cheese is three. Of course, that right there is pretty standard to have those three albums be at the top of your your list. Right, right. And then two unreleased originals and one Shinola, the Friends EP, is Light Me Up, right? Mm-hmm. And what's the Shinola song? Gabrielle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the unreleased one's Final Alarm. And what's the Probably other one? Final Alarm. Well, they have two listed. Yeah, they have two. I Was Nothing? Yeah, that's probably it. Nice. That's cool. I love to see the Friends EP represented. Yeah. Love Friends EP. Yeah, those were the, that was the day. That was the 
that was the day. <laughs> Those are <were> the days. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the Stallion Part Three is always uh, that's always cool. I always love. Oh it. yeah. Oh yeah. That you know what I was thinking of this morning, or not this morning? I'm sorry, just earlier today. You know what I was thinking about earlier today on my walk? I was listening to this, and it made me think of that trip we took up to Massachusetts, and we were in Worcester the one night uh-huh. with my friend uh, Katie. And uh-huh. the next night we went to Boston, to Baston, for the, the bar, uh, bar tour thing, the February freeze, right? But then it, we, 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 do you remember we were uh, singing Stallion Part 3, you know, a cappella in the alley? between parties yes between yes of course i do yes of course i do well it's always a good sing-along you know what i mean it's like if you know the words you got to sing along it's great i mean it's really that's always awesome there wasn't a um there was no set break or anything right like this was all a continuous set yes yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and as a matter of fact once they got to uh after they played the argus which is a great Oh yeah, uh, rendition of of Argus. Always great to hear that. Um, after they got to the after they played the Argus, he basically just said like, "Okay, like thank you for having us. This will be our last song," and then it was your party. Yeah, so totally. that's kind of how they end mm-hmm. the end the whole the whole set. So yeah, it wasn't like they came back for an encore, you know, and played another like three songs. But yeah. you know, there again, it's a festival, so. You know, it's things are on a on a pretty tight schedule. You know, the other thing I wanted to mention is I had talked about Umphreys McGee, and I was really hoping that maybe Jeter would join them uh, for a song or two because I know that that's happened in the past. And if I'm not mistaken, I think it's called like G Boner or like God Boner or something like that, which is Gene Ween plus Umphreys McGee. That's not a bad name. It hasn't. I don't think it's happened since. I think I looked it up the other day and the last time was like 2015, something like that. But I was really hoping since both bands were like the co-headliners or, or, uh, you know, the last two bands to go on, I was really hoping they would do something together. Yeah. Or that one of the other um, festival guys would, uh, w- one of the other festival musicians would jump in with Ween, like Les Claypool, would, you know, played the, the, the Saturday night uh, show uh, of Peach Fest, but it just didn't happen. I think it was a little bit more of a structured, everything goes off on time than some of the other festivals. Yeah. That's kind of the, the vibe that I got. Not that that's a bad thing. You know what I mean? But I would say, and, and not like I've been to a million festivals, so I could be speaking out my ass. To have a show be two hours is pretty good for a festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not complaining at all. I mean, a lot of times people will be like 60-minute sets or like 90 minutes or some shit, you know? Like, oh, it's a festival, so we're just playing for 45 minutes. No, I'm not minutes. complaining by any means, and I think they know that you might just be coming to hear that band because and mm. that's why they sell like single day passes and yeah. you know know that people are just coming and leaving for like the day of not just them but any of those you know any of those bands that are that are sort of the, the bigger bands that played for the whole weekend you know mike gordon played on saturday night mm-hmm. you know what i mean i'm sure there was a lot of fish people there just to see him or just to see him you know less claypool and him you know like saturday the lineup for saturday looked amazing but anyway i digress yeah so as far as like what they played and what they didn't play, 
I, I, I was saying to Rory, you know, before Friday, my anticipation was just like everywhere because yeah, it was dude. <laughs> you were just like, Oh man, Oh man, they might do this. They might do that. Like, you know, I was like, Oh dude, like, you know, this is a fucking jam band festival. If there ever was one, is this just going to be Ween doing like seven or eight songs and each one of them is going to be like one of their token like jam outs. You know what I mean? Because like, what's saying they won't do it, right? Then on the other hand, it's like, are they just going to try to fit in as many songs as possible? And I feel like they kind of did like a good blend of both. Like, they didn't really pander to any one thing or another. You know what I mean? So that's kind of cool. I would say that the show doesn't have a lot of, like, the classic jam songs. Um, Yes. They definitely do some interesting things with some of the songs. And they have some good, cool solos. And they really jam out some things. And I mentioned Final Alarm. But, man, you think of the list of, like, the classic jam tunes. Like, a... Like Buenos Stars Amigo or Voodoo Lady or Poop Ship Destroy or LMLYP, right? Like even like a Zoloft. There was not even like a Zoloft. Right. You know? Right. So so it's kind of like, you know, I think in two hour time span, you'd be hard pressed to fit too many more songs in. Right. Right. I mean, I feel like, okay, the jam band people get like the vibe of like this band Ken Jam, you know, they also didn't just do everything as far as like a standard like version of like that song. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was kind of like a good blend of both. Like if like if I was going to try to pick a set of them for people that have never seen them before, I certainly wouldn't throw in something like Polka Dot Tail or uh, Frank. There was just enough. There's just enough of the brown, just enough of the yeah. more, you know, sort of edgier shit right. you know like just enough right, to keep right. you happy it was a short i mean what can you do i don't want to keep harping on it but what can you do when it's two hours like you're losing at least right. like a half hour or something right so 30 to right. 30 minutes to an hour extra a two and a half hour to three hour show and then mm-hmm. suddenly you got can't put my finger on it and a voodoo lady and right and it ends with L M Y P. You know, like suddenly, <laughs> suddenly that's, that's what you're doing. You know, that would, that would be a great night right there. If they, if they broke, <laughs> that would be an amazing night. What you just said. Well, I think that, well, it, that may have been, uh, April 20, 2000 <laughs> 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 what I'm imagining. But anyway, no, I, you know, it's, um, yeah. Cause you can't say that it's just completely safe. It's not just a safe, you know, sort of set list. And, you know, they did the best. They, 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 they did well with what they had. Definitely. I know you were trying, you are sort of hoping against hope that they would make it more like a jam thing. Um, but it's always the thing that people say is like, Ween's not a jam band. Although they do jam plenty of songs and they do shredding, they shred solos and shred, you know, things like that. But Right. But I feel like sometimes I wonder if more so lately, they're really trying to like not be a jam band, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm interested to see what happens this summer because this is the summer tour that, if I'm not mistaken, is basically by the end of this year, they'll have toured more than they have any year since 2008. Right. I'm pretty sure the La Cucaracha uh, era touring um, in 2008, which is, you know, a couple years before the breakup even. 
you know, right? So I'm interested to see with all those shows and all that touring, are they going to avoid all the jam songs? What are they going to do with a, a little bit longer set list all summer? Right. I, I'm I'm very curious also because when you look back on, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s, when they were doing like a whole summer tour or a whole fall tour, you know, those were the nights where you got, you know, some long shit, especially to close out the, the, the night. You know what I mean? So I'm curious to see like what it's going to be like from, you know, night to night with that many dates slated for the summer. So we'll have to keep our eyes peeled. But I am very much excited to see how the summer goes on. They haven't done a tour in forever. So it's a totally different dynamic than what the reunion era has been, which has been just little clusters of shows for the most part, I think. Little clusters of shows. A two a two run at the same place, a three run at the same place. You mm-hmm. know, like two at the Philly Met, then down the street at Silver Springs, you know, and then they did one one what the night before on that little thing. You write like little clusters. Right. But this is like an actual tour. So it's something they have yeah. not done in forever. Right. And I'm super jealous because I can't make it to any show. I mean the closest one is like Cincinnati or something. Like, man, I just I don't live in the in the uh, the wheelhouse anymore. They don't come down to where I live anymore. Sad. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's tough. It's tough anymore in those shows that are that are further away. Well, throw me a bone, Ween. Come down Virginia way. <laughs> at least play at um, play in DC. What's that club? The eight uh, eight eight thirty. Nine thirty club. Nine thirty club. Yeah, nine. Excuse me. Come play again at the nine thirty club. I'll go to that shit. That'd be awesome. Come to Richmond. So anyway, so after the ween set was over, one other little mini story, you know, I was just leaving for the night. So basically, you know, you had to get back on the shuttle. Now they had told me when I got there that the main entrance, which is at the top of the hill, is where you get on to go back down to the parking lot. That there is another like shuttle pickup on like the lower level parking area, but that would only take you back up to like the top of the hill. And then that's where you would get on the bus to go down all the way to the bottom and, and get to the parking lot. Again, I'm, you know, repeating myself, but there was a problem because I think it must've been during the ween set. One of the vendors, like one of the food vending tents, that was up on top of the hill, closer to where uh, Fred was working, caught on fire. Shit. So there, so there was a fire, and they like sectioned everything off. So when I went to leave after Ween was over, I went to go back up the hill, and they closed it off. Right now, I'm not exactly sure why or what the purpose of that was. I don't know if they had to like make sure like the fire people could get in, or you know, just make sure there wasn't people just walking right past it, and they had to you know uh, put the fire out, take everything down. I don't know, but they wouldn't let you get back up the hill, right? And when I was talking to people, you know, standing there at the at the fence where they stopped you, they were explaining that there was a fire, and I was like, oh. You know, that's funny because I could see flames <laughs> from where 
from where my from where my seat was, you know, when I looked up the hill, I could see that there was flames up there, but I didn't think anything of it. I just thought they were having like a bonfire or something. <laughs> oh, okay. I was gonna say what oh, a fire. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm I'm just like oh, it's a hippie festival. Like I don't fucking know. You know what I mean? There's all kinds of shit going on up there. I don't know, you know. <laughs> So I'm like, oh shit, that was that fire. Like, I didn't realize it wasn't part of like the, you know, the weekend. Oh, that's wild. I had to go back down to, uh, to the lower level and get the shuttle down there. And that was kind of the only part of the whole experience for me where I could hear people like bitching because that was like thrown off of what the norm like was supposed to be. And Oh, some way to run a festival. And, you know, what do you mean we got to walk all the way down here instead of, you know, it was just like, come on. Like, they didn't know there was going to be a fire. Like, so it was a little bit more of like an inconvenience to walk all the way down to uh, the lower level area because that was kind of a hike. And then, you know, that's a, there was a long line to get onto the shuttles, but it was just like continuous like buses. That just kept coming and coming mm. and coming. So the line moved really fast. Yeah. But well, people were definitely like, what the fuck is this about? And it's like, guys, come on. Like, cut them a break. You know? Chill, hippies. Yeah, they didn't know that one of these fucking tents was going to go up in flames. You know, so. <laughs> Who brought the turkey fryer? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Some kind of crazy kebabs or something. Some fucking hippie brought a turkey fryer. Yeah, you know, uh, you'll have to talk to uh, to Fred and see what he saw could see from his uh, from his viewpoint because that was like right across the the way from from where he was stationed. So I did have to wait a little bit longer to get onto the shuttle and then back down to uh, my car to go home for the night. So I didn't get home till like three three thirty in the morning. It's gonna be a long night, you know. Other than that, it was a it was a great time. I definitely did it wrong. I, I would have loved to have just been there for the whole weekend and the people that were there like camping and stuff and, and just there for the whole time. I was really jealous. You know, I was talking to the people that were next to me that were from Canada and uh, they were saying they had an RV oh, that cool. was like like an off-site like RV lot. So you could, I guess there was a couple of different RV lots. So there was one that you could actually like bring your RV there or, you know, you would just get shuttled from there to another like RV lot. I'm not sure where it was, but you know, and I'm like, Oh dude, like that's so awesome. And that's pretty the guy was like, the guy was like, yeah, but you're going to sleep in your own bed tonight. And I'm like, true. You know? So <laughs> yeah, we just also drove all that way, you know, like that's, that wasn't like close. Yeah. You know, but once I got back on the highway, you know, it was, it was a ghost town from, from up there to, to where I live. So not a bad drive. Cool. Didn't see any ghosts. <laughs> Not that I saw that night. So that's pretty much it, man. Yeah, man. Well, you know, it sounded like a, it, it was a good show. What can you say? I loved talking to people. You know, I was handing out the podcast stickers. I sort of made it a uh, a rule to myself that uh, only people wearing ween shirts or had like ween hats or something like that, I would give a sticker to because I couldn't just give stickers to everybody. I mean, come on. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I met a lot of really cool people. Everyone was so nice. And I think in this day and age, people think like if you're giving them something, um, they need to give you something back. And it's just like, no, 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 no. But I got the coolest peach fest sticker with a bugnish. So I'm definitely going to 
make sure to to post a bunch of pictures of that. Nice. But like the one dude gave me a pair of the uh, uh, like laser light show glasses, like the glasses you would wear for the uh, Pink Floyd laser show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That just made everything like rainbow. And I was like, dude, this is fucking awesome, you know? And he's like, yeah, like, you know, I'm like, I- I'm totally sober. And he's like, it's okay. They still work. I'm like, thanks, man. You know? <laughs> so, and again, just talking to some of the other ween heads that were, that were from like other parts of the country and shit. It was just great. Everyone was chill. Everyone was, was, was relaxed. Plenty of room underneath the pavilion. I hope everyone had fun back in the lawn. Losers. But, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah man it was it was just a great night rock on man i wish i was there wish i could have been there uh, but alas i know i wish you could have been there too but i'm happy to be representing the show yeah dude no i'm glad you could go that's great so anyway join in our summer contest yes people we're gonna wrap things up but don't forget about the contest tell us about your favorite ween live show and why yeah man and the oh ends labor day so you still have plenty of time. You still got like two months. Plenty of time to enter, but don't sit on it either. We want to see those entries come in. Cool, man. Message delivered. Don't forget to hit us up on all the socials. We love you. Anybody that's going to any of those West Coast dates, we hope you have a great time. We want to hear the stories. Hit us up. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. Have fun out there. Be safe. All right, people. We out. Peace. Weencast, we out. Love you.